At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast this is betting across america on vsin the sports betting network Welcome to Betting Across America here on the next to last Saturday of April. I'm Jeff Parles in for Femi Abebefe today. Wes Reynolds, he's here. He's ready to roll. Wes, mm-hmm. got a lot to get to today on a on a jam-packed Saturday across the sports landscape. We do. Uh, full NBA slate, uh, heavyweight championship of the world being held, uh, contested for in Wembley Stadium. Of course, uh, Miguel Cabrera chases 3,000 for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, didn't quite get it the other day. Uh, Aaron Boone played the heel up in Detroit. So uh, a lot of sports action here on a late April Saturday. Aaron Boone, the heel on Thursday. Rain, the heel yesterday in Motown as Miguel Cabrera goes for 3,000. Uh, trying to join a uh, very select crew with 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. Of course, 502 career home runs for Miguel Cabrera. Wes, let's let's look at, let's look back at last night before looking ahead to what is a jam-packed NBA slate where you have Philadelphia going for a four-game sweep and the Lucas Mavs looking for a three-one lead. Perhaps over Lucas the Mavs. Uh, the Jazz. Yes, Luca may go today. I don't think it makes much sense now that they took home mm-hmm. court back with their win two nights ago. But let's start in Atlanta, a game that was delayed because of a suspicious package outside the arena in the ATL. Game starts 40 minutes late. Uh, in all honesty, the offense has started 40 minutes late as well here, Wes. A very low-scoring first quarter. Atlanta with a big second quarter to take a lead. And then Miami, a 20 to nothing run mixed in in the third quarter. But as we've seen throughout this postseason, Wes, Leads don't matter no, much in the NBA anymore. No, they don't because, look, I, and I even thought, and I should have known based on what we saw with Memphis and Minnesota the other night, that, okay, I'm not out of it because I saw that 20-0 heat run in the third quarter. I thought, okay, my Hawks plus two is cooked. Let's move on to Milwaukee, Chicago, where it's going better for us personally and on the betting standpoint. But nevertheless, Atlanta... Uh, uh, true to Atlanta, the hashtag, and and the Hawks uh, were true to Atlanta, going up or going down, only two one in the series, one eleven to one ten. Trey Young was the closer, and look, Trey Young's numbers have been way down this series. 
I think it was Bogdanovich that really brought him back. He oh, was yeah. the guy that brought him back in the game that allowed Trey Young to be the closer. Uh, bogey off the bench, four or nine from three, 18 points. And you won't really see it in the stat line, but I thought Aquan Wu did a really good job down low on defense. And that's kind of where Atlanta's really been struggling the first two games. Of course, Capella didn't go in game two, did not go last night. We'll see when he is going to be back. But you can tell that the Hawks really miss him, at least defensively, because I think when everybody looks at Miami, it's like, okay, they just chuck a bunch of threes, and they chucked a bunch last night, though. 45 attempts, only 14 makes of 31%. So, you know, credit to Atlanta for keeping on fighting, because you were kind of looking in their eyes a little bit in that third quarter, and they were wondering what was going on. I was like, okay, are we going to see, like, the quit in their eyes? Are they just kind of going to go away now that Miami threw a punch back, and they did not, and uh, largely due to uh, Bogdanovich. Well, Wes, if if Jimmy Butler had thrown in that shot last night Mm -hmm. to win the game, depending on your book, we may have had Atlanta covering and not winning the game for a first time all year. Uh, But Atlanta holds 111-110. I agree with you on Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich kept Atlanta alive in that fourth quarter, really was the one who sparked that run before Young took the game over. And I know plus minus is not a stat that we really look at a ton. Mm -hmm. The The three guys off the Atlanta bench that played last night, DeLon Wright, Bogdanovich, you mentioned Aquanu earlier. Those three guys all plus 16 or better, plus minus. So Atlanta played better with a mix of starters and bench. And now with Lowry, his status up in the air for game four. For Miami, that's kind of when this game flipped when Lowry left with his injury in the third quarter. Do you give Atlanta a chance here, Wes, to make this a real series? Or do you think Miami, you might just have to work a little hard? You kind of have to, don't you? Because Atlanta does have playoff experience. This is not, even though they were in the the 8-9 game, this is not like a greenhorn team necessarily. This is a team that was very competitive in a six-game series loss in the Eastern Conference Finals to the defending NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks. So this is a team that has been there, done that. And they've been in these situations. And perhaps uh, being on the Atlanta side last night, I was underestimating them because I was like, okay, they're not coming back here. And sure enough, they did. And I think a lot of that was playoff experience and just a lot of will and got some minutes off the bench. I got to see when they're going to get Capella back. You know, if they can maybe get Capella back at least by game five, I haven't seen any, any other reports or anything to say the contrary, but they definitely need him. I think if they're really going to get this into the deep waters of game six or game seven. I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree with you there, Wes. And just a matter of the way that Miami plays as well. If you again, they took forty-five threes mm-hmm. last night. They're going to shoot more threes, right? But if you essentially eliminate any two-point field goals, mm-hmm. like Atlanta was able to do in that fourth quarter, mm-hmm. then it'll be even more difficult for Miami, especially if they're going to shoot like that. Let's go to the other Eastern Conference game last night, Wes. We don't have to spend too much time here because the Milwaukee Bucks look like the Milwaukee Bucks again. Even with no Chris Middleton, who's out with that sprained MCL, this game was over early, and there were no there was no real attempt uh, at a run by Chicago last night. Milwaukee wins by 30, 111-81, easily covering the two and a half point spread, and easily going under here in this one at two twenty two. West, this kind of felt like because Drew Holiday at least offensively speaking, had struggled in this series so far. Holiday really put his foot down early in this game, and it was over quickly for the Bucks, who looked every bit the defending champs that they are. Yeah, no question about it. This was a, a fave in the under for me, and it did get there. And really, more often than not, when you get a key starter out for a team, I often like to go over because I think the scoring can be replaced in a one game situation, but not everything is not everything is equal. Not everything is zero sum. So you have to look at the individual player. And I thought that the offense was actually going to hurt more for Milwaukee than the defense with Middleton being out. Because look, uh, Drew Holiday, I think uh, uh, guys that he is guarding are like 10 for 40 against him from the floor here in this postseason thus far. So he is absolutely doing his job. And really, if you look at the Bulls in game two, they just seem to make everything from mid range and that you knew that that was not sustainable. And you also knew the fact that the Bulls still don't have anybody to check Giannis. They have no answer for him and he can get what he wants at the rim. I think before last night, he was averaging like 30 and 17 through the two games up in the fifth or forum in Milwaukee. So look easy peasy for the Milwaukee bucks here. And, uh, 
I'm debating what I want to do with this series because I did lay the two and a half games minus a dollar seventy-five because I didn't really have the uh, chutzpah or whatever metaphor you are uh, noun you want to use in terms of describing uh, the lower body part. I didn't have the guts necessarily to bet the Milwaukee Bucks in the sweeps. So I thought, okay, let me save myself if it's four to one, but. I don't think the Bulls are winning this series. And I think a lot of people thought, well, the Bulls, you know, maybe they're live here. Now, maybe they get another game and this does go six, but they just don't have an answer for Giannis. And that's the bottom line. Well, that's the big thing now, Wes, where you could have argued Chicago should have won both games in Milwaukee. They had a real chance to win game one. Giannis took the game over and Milwaukee was able to survive game one. Game two Milwaukee, when they got it back to three at the end, if they get a rebound, who knows? Maybe Milwaukee steals that one as mm-hmm. well. But uh, it just in the end, just too much for Chicago here. They've already done well getting the game. Yeah. This has already been a wildly successful season for Billy Donovan and company. If they get one more and make this six, they will have at least made Milwaukee work. I expect the Bucks actually to win game four and then close it out at home game five, West. So uh, I expect Milwaukee still. And you're two and a half, and everyone's two and a half that seemingly the right. entire world was on. Laying the games with the Bucks, we'll get home when this is all said and done. In New Orleans last night, it was a story of two halves for the Suns. In the first half, it was DeAndre Ayton who went off in the second half and primarily the fourth quarter. It was the old guard of the league at this point. CP3, Chris Paul, a humongous fourth quarter yet again. Chris Paul ends up with 28 and 14, and for the second consecutive game, no turnovers again. For Chris Paul, as the Suns, pretty brutal push in the end with the way that got, yeah. how that played out. Yeah, uh, one fourteen, one eleven. Uh, game goes over the total. Uh, Suns win, but push uh, at some books. They did cover at other lines if he got it earlier today, which was mostly two or two and a half. Wes, the big thing for me, I have I have two takeaways from this game. One, Chris, it does feel like Chris Paul is not going to let Phoenix lose this series. For one. But number two on the New Orleans side, New Orleans is very much game here. And the one thing that, again, I don't know if it can change now, but down the road, at least with this New Orleans team, as good as Brandon Ingram is, and he was spectacular last night yet again, he probably, a little more aggression at the end of games. Right. A little less passiveness at the end of games. And maybe New Orleans might have even pulled that one out last night, yeah. even with how good Chris Paul was down the yeah, stretch. Yeah, this was kind of a tough beat for me. I did have the under. It was 104 to 97 with like 49 yeah. seconds left to go. And it's like you knew when they crossed that threshold, you're getting to the foul fest at this standpoint. But just looking at the numbers here, Phoenix, by the way, four of 26 from the three last night, 15%, and they still won the game because, oh, by the way, they still do have CP3, who's one of the best ever at the pick and roll, and you really saw that materialize last night. Aiden was huge, 28 and 17. But I do think New Orleans is live, and and really Ingram, who is the star of this team, could maybe take a cue from Jose Alvarado, the former Georgia Tech point guard who's an undrafted free agent who played some big minutes, and look, He's going head-to-head with Chris Paul down the stretch, and it's like, this guy's not scared, this Brooklyn, New York kid. So, you know, Brandon Ingram, I think he's got to be the guy that steps up, both really him and C.J. McCollum. But Phoenix, uh, you know, very nicely done. Now, I thought that the pace, I mean, it did go over the total, but it shows you that Chris Paul is the master of controlling the pace. And the pace drops when Devin Booker is off the floor by like, I think two possessions a game basically. And so do the, the, the net offense, the net rating offense, and then the net rating defense goes up without Devin Booker on the floor. So I think that that was kind of a phony over last night. I would expect to probably try to come back on the under here for game four. Wes uh, Jackson Hayes uh, better off in the USFL right now. Might be. And that kind of changed a little bit how sure the was officiated last yes. night. There were a lot of fouls called in this game. Yes, and also changed the way New Orleans had to play the second half as well, uh, going a little bit smaller when it was all said and done. Four games today on the NBA docket. We'll start north of the border when we get back on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Betting Across America rolling along on a Saturday morning here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jeff Parles. Wes Reynolds here as well. Wes, uh, full breakdown of the Molars and the Stars coming up right now. No, uh, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, both of those teams. I'm like, them. if you could name three people on the roster. I'll buy your lunch. I will. I will say, uh, is the guy who got cut for wanting pizza back on the Maulers again? I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm he not, is, not but sure I know that that was like a uh, big storyline. Uh, <laughs> they said you're going to eat the chicken salad and like it. <laughs> it's totally, totally ridiculous. By the way, uh, last night Jeff Fisher and his team, the uh, Michigan team. By the way, all these games in Birmingham, they went to zero and two. Shea Patterson, I'm kind of surprised, is actually still playing pro football. Do you like fashion. backwards hat Jeff Fisher? I'm just not it's used to it. It's throwing me off. It's throwing me off. I mean, he's going Matt Patricia, only, <laughs> only you know, a little bit more trimmed up. You never want to go full Patricia as a coach. That's no, all I'll say. No. You never want to go full Patricia, at least as a head coach. Maybe as a coordinator you can get away with it, but not as not as a head coach. All right, Wes, let's, uh, let's get to tonight, or actually not even tonight. How about this morning here on the West Coast mm-hmm. in the early afternoon up in TDOT today? The Raptors try to stave off elimination for one more day. The Raptors are a three-point underdog at home against the Sixers who took a 3-0 lead on Joel Embiid's essentially a buzzer beater to win yes. that game in game three by three. Again, the Sixers uh, covered the number for a grand total of 0.8 seconds. <laughs> Dude, that was enough for me ago. to have a losing ticket, though, because yeah. I did have the Raptors plus the points where uh, Embiid was trapped and they somehow gave him that timeout. I was like, oh, how could you give them that timeout in that situation? Well, that's all they needed. Joel Embiid throws in a three. They get the win. So uh, we'll see with Philadelphia. They're going to be without Thibault again mm-hmm. because he's not uh, fully vaccinated for COVID-19. But Joel Embiid dealing with that thumb injury. So seeing, you know, how much he's going to go, I'd expect he's going to play. I haven't heard anything otherwise but they are up 3-0 so maybe doc is a little bit you know more judicious I guess with the minutes for Joel Embiid Uh, but you know it might be like hey let's close these guys out while we have a chance Uh, right now Sixers uh, through three games scoring 129.2 only allowing 113.9 they've been dominant really on both sides of the floor second best uh, starting lineup in the league and this was in the regular season when they had thigh bowl And I got to give Doc Rivers a little bit of credit. I know, you know, we kind of pick on Doc and some of the criticism Doc deserves for for some blown leads and some questionable coaching decisions over the years. But leading into the playoffs, he knew he was going to be without Thibault. 
Mm-hmm. So he didn't start him. So he started Danny Green. Right. And and I think that that's even made them more lethal offensively. They give up a little bit defensively. But when you can do, then you have another really elite shooter, especially from the corner out there. You're more than willing to give that up. So, you know, the thing about Toronto is just you're worried that they don't have enough offense. Uh, you're still going to be likely without Scotty Barnes. He's doubtful. They're averaging just 103 a game. Uh, the effective field goal percentage was actually better than it was during the regular season, but it still hasn't been enough. And it's so difficult to beat a team with the dominant big guy down low and also a team that can get to the foul line with relative ease and relative frequency like the Philadelphia 76ers can. So, I have not played this game as of yet, and I probably am going to leave this alone. I'm not touching it. Again, the biggest thing I want to see, of course, Embiid, the UC, the potential UCL tear in his right thumb. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be monitoring, at least the, however long this series goes. Yeah. I, I would anticipate Philadelphia, if they were to lose today, they, they would come back, win game five pretty easily, and uh, have some time to rest up, especially if Miami and Atlanta goes a little bit longer. But I'm curious to just see, and you mentioned it, Wes. Does Doc Rivers massage the minutes of Embiid a little bit more now with the thumb Mm -hmm. and with the 3-0 lead? Do we see more of B-ball Paul, Paul Reed today for the the Sixers? I think we do. I think with just uh, Embiid will probably play about 35 minutes as opposed Mm -hmm. to the Mm 40-plus that you normally would ask of him. Or maybe it goes the opposite way and say, you know what? You know what? Let's get let's get this done in four. Let's not even right. worry about this, especially now that Miami and Atlanta is going to have to go another five days. Yeah, and and I was looking maybe to get involved with the total, but I think it's been adjusted. Yes, already now down to two thirteen. Because if you look at the numbers and and those great offensive numbers I was giving you for Philadelphia, pace in this series has been pretty darn slow. This has not been, you know, you you look at a high-scoring game and think, oh, they're just running up and down the floor. No, it's been more the efficiency because Toronto's defense was actually pretty darn good in game three, only giving up 1.11 points per possession, uh, forced turnovers on about 26% of the Philadelphia possessions. Uh, Toronto really mucked the game up. That was Toronto's game to win, and they should have won game three and just weren't able to get it done, weren't able to make a shot down the stretch, and that's what you worry about with this team like I was talking about. Ananobi, you know, Van Vliet, none of these guys could really make that big shot down the stretch to put this game at bay. Missed foul shots as well. I think uh, Precious Achua, who really had a nice game and has missed been very two good at the this end series. of regulation. Yeah, missed two, so could have could have put that away and just bad execution down the stretch. Uh, you look at the uh, offensive rating in half court, I think the Raptors 90.9, and they weren't really near the top of the league in that category anyway. In fact, they were more toward the bottom, so they're just a little bit too disjointed offensively. And I just feel like game three was really that chance to get back in. This would be a totally different series, obviously, if it was two to one. Now you got Joel Embiid dealing perhaps with the thumb injury and whatnot. So probably just going to leave this one alone. If maybe these two teams start out hot, I'll look for an in-game under. You know, it's kind of amazing here, Wes. We've talked about this game for about five minutes. How many times have we mentioned James Harden? Zero. Zero. And... That kind of is a telltale sign of how this series has gone for Philadelphia Mm -hmm. that Harden hasn't had to – Harden fouls out of game three. Yeah, yeah, he got in foul trouble very early. And you know, Philadelphia hasn't needed James Harden to be James Harden in this series. Mm -hmm. And the question is, of course, he he famously said or infamously said, whatever way you want to look at it, going into this postseason that that he's not feeling any pressure, which, look, what do you want the guy to say? Of course he's not going to say that he's feeling pressure going into his first postseason with a new team after uh, a few postseason failings, uh, to put it politely, in his career as the top dog on a team. But, Wes, it it just will be fascinating for me to see in the next series, assuming Miami gets through, and you know what? This even works for Atlanta because, of course, Atlanta beat Philadelphia last year in the postseason in just agonizing fashion for the Sixers. What James Harden do we get? Because in this series, he hasn't had to do much at all, and it hasn't mattered. Well, one thing I'll say for Harden, and a lot of people will point to the physique and if he's really in shape or whatnot or how interested he is, if you look at the regular season, and I even think so far in the playoffs through these first three games, just his presence does make guys better. To say that James Harden doesn't make guys better, I think, is 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 untrue because the guys that have really benefited are Tobias Harris and especially Tyrese Maxey. 
Tyrese Maxey's taking his game to another level, and you can see, I think, going into the playoffs, I remember saying that both of those guys, ever since James Harden was traded from Brooklyn to Philadelphia, both Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey were shooting over 40% from the three. If they are doing that, plus you know what you're getting out of Joel Embiid, plus you know what you're getting in terms of uh, out of Danny Green as well, and Thibault for his defense when he's obviously playing, uh, putting last game and this game aside, then it's like what James Harden kind of gives you is just a bonus because those guys are going to give you consistent uh, consistent scoring and consistent shooting, Harris and Maxie. So that's what makes this team very dangerous. The revelation of Tyrese Maxie really is the biggest thing other than Embiid for me in this series because Maxie's been brilliant. Maxie's been great all year. Mm-hmm. But to see him do it on the stage, Wes, and the moment not being too large for him, I, again, I think that looms more important for the next round. Again, they've uh, they, I, I, after watching game one, because I was in the boat of thinking, oh, Toronto is a real good Toronto chance to win Toronto was series. a very popular they underdog were a very in popular series. pick uh, across the network and really across the betting space as a whole, Wes. But as soon as you saw game one, it's like, whoa, the talent disparity is a lot larger than we realized. And especially Pascal Siakam is going to play a C game, a C minus games mm-hmm. like he has so far mm-hmm. in the series. Toronto really with yeah. no chance. But yeah. Wes, in the end, no, no bets for, I think, either of us, at least pre-flop here. No. We're going to be on the air when this game starts at 2 o'clock Eastern. So maybe we'll have some in-game opportunities for you in that first half as we're still on the air. Yeah, I mean, guys have got to make shots for Toronto. I mean, you got to think it, a lot of it's going to fall on FEV, Fred Van Vliet. But those guys were just so disappointing down the stretch. The Ananobis and these guys that have kind of Siakam, who you mentioned, who have gotten better and really raised their game as Toronto, I think, was a nice surprise during the regular season. But they just they're, they're so erratic offensively, and that's what concerns you. And that's why I think you've seen the total drop a little bit. What did this... What was this in game one, Jeff, if you remember? I think in the 216, 217-ish range. I want to say it was 217 and a half, Yeah, and then game one easily went over, and then game two went under as Philadelphia, you know, had these guys blown out. But now you've seen the adjustment here, so now I can't get involved. Even though I think that the under is the right way to go, so does the market. I'm going to try to wait for a better number in game. Yeah, no, I think that's the right strategy. See if we can get something, a quick start, get something in the high two teens, maybe even the, the low two twenties and then hit this game under. I'm with you. And, and elimination game. Yeah. You have some concerns about maybe a little more excessive fouling, mm-hmm. probably not as much down three Oh, as opposed to maybe a three, two or, right. or even a three all series. The Dallas Mavericks have a two, one lead without Luca. Do we see him today? We break down Dallas and Utah next on Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN is all in for the draft next week here in lovely Las Vegas. We have a special draft preview show tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Tim Murray, Sean King, breaking down the entire first round of prospects and props. Expert guests include legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger, former NFL GM and host of the Lombardi Lion, Michael Lombardi, and of course, former NFL lineman and TV and radio host Mike Golick, and can't forget Golick Jr. either. VEASAN's Draft Preview Special, tomorrow, 6 o'clock, exclusively on VEASAN. And don't forget to download our NFL Draft Betting Guide featuring our best bets, mock drafts, and everything you need to score big on this NFL Draft. Download it for just $10. Go to VEASAN.com slash draft for more information. It'll be a fun show tomorrow. Yeah. Golik and Golik reunited here on VEASAN. Yes. Uh, all, in the, uh, all in the DK family at this point. Uh West. Let's uh, let's move on though. In the NBA, we'll, we'll, we'll shift back. Well, plenty of NFL talk uh, in the following hour here. The Dallas Mavericks, Wes. No Luca. They lose a tight game at home in Game One, and you think, well, probably their best shot at getting a game. They were really competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Bullock hits that three in the corner, I thought Dallas would have won that game. Actually, a Bullock hit that transition three in the corner instead. Utah able to put it away, win by six. And then Jalen Brunson has taken this series over. Brunson with the huge performance in game two and a 110-104. 
win uh, for Dallas, 41 for Brunson, and now one and then, of course, the other night, 31 more for Jalen Brunson in a 126-118 win where the Dallas Mavericks, once again, shot over 40% from three, 18 of 42. And Wes, this just feels like inevitable at this point for Utah. Even if Luka doesn't come back, I expect Dallas to win this series because Utah looks like a broken Right. basketball team. Right. Uh, I don't expect that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are going to be teammates next year. Somebody's going to be a good assumption. Somebody's going to be somewhere else. And really, that's the reason why. Really, a couple reasons why. Number one, Dallas, 40 of 89 from three-point range over the last two games. That's going to get it done. I think uh, they've had 62 uncontested threes so far in this series. You look at uh, in the corner, 53.6% in the corner over the last two games. And it's really been not only Jalen Brunson doing anything that he wants, but also Maxi Kleber getting open looks, uh, Davis Bertans getting open looks. So everybody's getting open looks, and I think one of the reasons is because Donovan Mitchell really hasn't shown the interest in playing defense. Uh, I've seen Donovan Mitchell be a good defender in this league. We have not seen it in the first three games of this series. And, you know, you just wonder, I mean, he's still putting up big offensive numbers because everybody will look at the last game and say, oh, he had a really good game. He was terrible, especially on the dribble. It's not just Jalen Brunson. He was letting Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie's not the fastest guy with the basketball. And he was letting Spencer Dinwiddie just drive through the lane like, you know, the Red Sea was parting. <laughs> and and that's what you were seeing. And, and I think Utah is kind of getting in a little bit of damned if they do, damned if they don't situation. Because if you notice what happened in the third quarter in game three, when it looked like they were out of it and Utah got right back in the game, what did Quinn Snyder do? Benched Rudy he Gobert and put Go- Eric Pascal yes. at the five. Yeah, they went small ball, and that really opened things up for Utah. So maybe Utah, in terms of how they have to play this series, they can't rely on the defense. Rudy Gobert, when he's at his peak defensively, can only do so much. He can't cover up you know, poor wing defense, poor defense up top by Donovan Mitchell. Utah really does not have what I would call an elite wing defender. So he has to mask a lot of things usually for this these guys, but they had to bench him to create some offense. And then once they put Pascal in at center to the former uh, Villanova Wildcat, Mitchell had the space to kind of attack the rim, really. So, you know, when you're looking at this, I didn't know what to do necessarily at the side. Utah's getting the money, I think, kind of on a zigzag situation. I've talked about zigzag all week and week and a half here on VEASAN. If you're playing zigzag blindly, you're at about like 50%. Mm. And that's not going to win you money against the 11 to 10 here betting NBA spreads or NBA totals. So you've really got to take zigzag, I think, into context and really make it more individualized from a matchup standpoint rather than just playing it blindly. But nevertheless, I do think Utah is going to continue to get the money here on the bounce back. But I I just don't know where to go with the side and with Luka not playing. So probably the way to play this for me personally would be if Quinn Snyder elects to go back to that small ball at some point and really manufacture offense – where maybe you play Donovan Mitchell overs on his props and Rudy Gobert under on his props, like the PRA points, rebounds, assists, the sum of that total, and play Gobert under. You want to have fun with numbers real quick? Sure. From StatMuse, Utah's allowed 121 three-point attempts in this series by Dallas, which obviously is, through three games, I'm no mathematician, just slightly over 43-point attempts a game. 109 of those 121 have been open, 62 of them have been wide open. Mm-hmm. That's just bad defense yeah. all the way around. And you mentioned, of course, Mitchell got cooked time and time out in game three uh, with drives to the bucket. But I, I really do think, and you said it there, Wes, the only way Utah, or the easiest way for Utah, I should say, to come back in this series is just play Rudy Gobert less. And I know that's painful for them, yeah. who Gobert's an all-star, and correctly so, he's a unique player, great defender. But we have now seen multiple years running in the postseason. You can run him out of the game. The Mm -hmm. Clippers did it last year. Mm -hmm. And now the Dallas Mavericks, who again, both of these teams sustained horrible injuries at the wrong time. Kawhi got hurt mid-series last year. Didn't matter. And now Luka gets hurt in game 82. And it hasn't mattered so far. It just really is amazing for a Utah team that a year ago was the number one seed, Wes, And the expectation was, all right, they're finally going to bust through and make the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. 
less than about less than a calendar year later, the expectation is this team is going to be completely blown up in about two months. Right. I mean, there's already been rumors that Quinn Snyder, of course, uh, is he going to take the Laker job? I don't know really if, if there's a lot to that, but that's already the speculation. At least it has been over the last couple of weeks. So it's like, you know, you just feel like this is coming to the end a little bit for Utah of what was, I think, a really promising team. This was a team that we thought, okay, these, these are the guys really being ignored here. These are the guys you really want to look at as potential title contenders here in the future, and it's just never materialized. And uh, while I was on that prop, I'm trying I'm trying to get some updated numbers here at, at BetMGM for you to uh, see where you could play that. But I think Rudy Gobert, what I saw at least overnight, was 29.5 points, rebounds, assists. Uh, He's not really a passer, not a guy that gets a lot of assists for a big guy anyway. So you clearly got to think that that's going to be a small number. And then if he plays less minutes, obviously not as many points and rebounds. So I would maybe be looking at Rudy Gobert perhaps under his total for that regard. And then the inverse of that is that Donovan Mitchell, who I believe is averaging a little over 32 a game here in the series offensively, he took 30 of their 82 shots, by the way in game number three. So you got to think, okay, if they're going small ball, Pascal's not a guy that really demands the ball necessarily that Donovan Mitchell is going to get every shot he wants. I think I'm seeing at BetMGM over 29 and a half minus 130. That would certainly be my lean on that prop. I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. Let's look, look at the updated series prices and props here, Wes. Dallas, who, what, what did this peak at after game one? Dallas was four plus 450, right? I believe so. Yeah, over $4 to win this series. Uh, two results later, and Dallas is minus 190 now at BetMGM, plus 155 on the Utah Jazz. Dallas to win uh, a, by, uh, by a game and a half or more, plus uh, 135 for Dallas to win 4 1. Uh, you're better off just betting the correct series price of plus 350 than laying the two and a half games. Wes, at this point, I think the only thing I would consider doing here would actually be looking at the correct series score mm -hmm. and taking a piece of probably Dallas 4-2 and Dallas 4-3 and locking in something here. Yeah, because I don't think that Dallas, it's going to be one-way traffic where Dallas is going to win 4-1, to one, obviously. If Luka does come back here, you still got a guy that's missed some games. So it's like, does it take that game or so to get a guy back in the lineup, especially a guy that's so ball dominant? And by the way, not a very good defender on the other end necessarily. Luka Doncic's not exactly known for his defensive prowess, but it takes a little bit of time. So this is just one of those weird series, Jeff, that I do think could go seven games. And maybe the Mavs go ahead and triumph here. The the underdog Mavs, even though they're the better they they were the better seed in the series, but I, this this is a weird series because I think if if the Jazz go to this small lineup early, it proved to be effective. And Dallas didn't show that they necessarily had an answer. And can Jason Kidd kind of figure out an answer here in a very short time? So the Jazz are either going to get this game or they're going to get game five. I, I still think somehow this is going to make it to seven games. I tend to agree. It's six or seven. This thing's not ending in Dallas no. in five. It's like Utah's no. not as broken as they are. I still expect Utah to win today. And, and Dallas, are they going to keep shooting like they are from the three-point? Eventually, you got to think that there's going to be some slight regression from shooting 40 for 89 the last two games. No, 100% there. Wes, we're going to shift to the diamond next. More controversy in, in uh, involving the Giants and unwritten rules and a whole slate of games starting at 1 o'clock Eastern time. That's next, betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. <laughs> 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. BetMGM, the king of sports books. When you sign up today and win, you can win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and then either team hits a three-pointer, regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use the bonus code VSIN200. That's V-S-I-N-200. When you place your first bet to take advantage of this offer, so enjoy the playoffs more than you ever have with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to place a wager. New customer offer only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. And those free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. And a promotional offer not available in Nevada or Mississippi. One uh, quick uh, extension of our last segment talking yes. about the Dallas Mavericks and Utah Jazz. Uh, just to put a capper on this. This from... Uh, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, who I know is uh, very popular on the numbers game program here on VSIN, based on what, what I watched and what, listened to. What makes you say that? Yes, yeah, very, very, very popular take that he made about sports betting, which uh, went over very well on the Went over very well on the But nevertheless, he is dialed in in terms of NBA sources and things that are going to happen within the confines of that league. And he just put out that there's increasing optimism that Luka Doncic is going to play in Utah for Game Four. Day uh, per sources, uh, per sources, sources tell the uh, worldwide leader. Uh, the plans are that his minutes will be limited in the first game back. He suffered that calf strain, of course, uh, on April 10th. So we are seeing a mild movement, I guess, in the market. Uh, it was pretty much six, I think, when we were talking about that game last segment. Now, by and large, down to five and a half, including here at BetMGM. Why bother? Yeah. Why bother? Have home court back. Right. Give him an extra two days. Play him at home. Win your two home games. Is, you're moving on. Is this one of those things, though, I wonder, it's like, okay, we got to at least test it. We got to take the car out for a test drive so here it, instead of just, you know, keeping it in the garage. My, game my, con- my concern, I understand that argument, but my, my concern was the last huge high-profile calf injury in the playoffs was what? Kevin Durant, 2019. Yes. yes. We know what happened there. That is the last thing you need, especially when, if they're down 2-1, I understand that if you want to try to win this series, you probably have to win game four. Mm-hmm. But you're up 2-1. Your teams look clearly as the better team the last two games. I, I, I wouldn't push it if I were Dallas for game four. With that said, game five, he's playing. Game five, then push it real good. He's playing. That's for sure <laughs> on that one. Wes, uh, let's, let's go to the diamond here. And, you know, we're going to start with the, the game that is first on the rotation numbers out here in Nevada. And I'm very happy that this is the first game on the rotation numbers because I am sick and tired of, of, of the unwritten rules. And good on Gabe Kapler and company for just throwing them out the, the darn window, Wes. Giants and the Nats are the game I'm talking about today. Giants win yesterday, by the way, 7-1. And what, what I'm talking about right now, Wes, which, by the way, today, Alex Wood, Aaron Sanchez, your pitching matchup, Giants about a minus 170 consensus across the board. The Giants' Thyro Estrada yesterday in a 7-1 game 
7-1. Keep in mind, the Giants had a seven-run inning earlier in this mm-hmm. game. Tries to steal a base and then attempts to try to score on said steal attempt because the ball was put in play, was thrown out. Alcides Escobar and Victor Robles go nuts at the Giants' dugout. Wes, what are, what are we doing here? This is the second time already a team has gotten frustrated with the Giants for continuing to play the game. It is 2022. Mm-hmm. The un- we, we, I thought we decided last year that the unwritten rules are complete malarkey at this point. <laughs> complete malarkey. No need. And now you have a team that in the Nationals, who, by the way, we know Juan Soto is great. That team stinks. Yes. That team is horrible. How about being concerned about actually getting the guys out? Concerned about playing the game. There is a legitimate seven-run inning earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. They're major league players. Bullpens are as bad as they, I know they've gotten off to a pretty good start this year because the whole league can't hit all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But bullpens over the last few years are as bad as they've ever been. Leagues are not safe anymore, Wes. It's nonsense. Total nonsense. And, right. it's, and it's two in ten days from an opponent of the well, Giants. And, and I think, look, things are going rough there in D.C. Yes. So you're, you're obviously looking for something. You're clinging to anything, I think, to motivate this team. This team's not expected to be very good, and they have not started off very well. Six and ten, although they do get Alex Wood today. Alex Wood uh, XFIP about a run higher than his ERA, and that's something as we get maybe the rotation gets about one or two more starts. Then I really start to dig into those numbers for baseball handicapping where I really think that you could play that difference, you know, in terms of positive or negative regression based on the XFIP as com- as compared to the ERA. And if you look, uh, Wood a run higher, as I was mentioning, than his ERA. Nats uh, second best strikeout rate in the league against lefties. So, so they do actually hit lefties okay. Bullpen is relatively solid. So, I don't know. I, this number looks a little big. I'm not going to play Washington here. I'm being a little more spotty in what I'm betting on baseball. At least the first month in the season. Once the month turns, then I'll probably get more involved and have bigger cards on a day-to-day basis. But I don't know if I'd be laying as high as a dollar seventy-five with the San Francisco Giants today, even though they've started off very well. West. It's, it, it, I will say this with, with baseball, because last night, again, 14 games. 12 unders. 12 unders. 12 unders. And these numbers have already gotten adjusted. Yeah, that's they, the ridiculous they, they, get, they get bet immediately in the overnights, by the way. And that's something I want to point out to the listeners and to the viewers is if you're going to do this and you want to take the best number, you are seeing some wise guys that might not be taking true positions, but they know that these are going to drop. So it's like, okay, even if I don't really like this side, maybe I'm going to go ahead and bet this accordingly, where I'm going to say, okay, I know I'm not going to be able to bet under eight flat in the morning, and this is going to drop to seven and a half immediately based on not only the recent trends, but usually you do get in a conventional baseball season. More often than not, you're going to get more unders than overs. Uh, Just simply from a weather standpoint, And, you know, it's not only the timing of the pitchers that got shortened in spring training. It was the timing of the hitters. And we know that as we get into, like, late May, early June, temperatures start getting hotter across America, ball starts flying out of the yard and going a little bit deeper. So this is just, I think, like normal baseball that we're getting these unders, even though 12-2 and is a pretty big split, even more a a more defined split than we usually get on a night-to-night basis. No, a hundred percent, Wes. And and look, I think the other thing too, as you just look through, as you look through baseball as a whole right now, because you can pretty clearly tell the haves and have-nots already mm-hmm. in this league. But and there's always a couple surprises, of course, and, in and the well, first month. Well, it's it, it's good because the next game on the card is a team that's been much better than anticipated so far this year. The, uh, the Guardians, who, by the way, I know fell last night, but Aaron Judge, uh, pretty good at this baseball thing, Wes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Guardians are one of those surprises so far this year, and they'll throw uh, Cal Quantrill uh, today against, uh, all of a sudden, the revelation of the New York Yankees' Nestor Cortez, who all of a sudden is yeah. the Yankees' best pitcher, But Wes. they darn sure don't hit for him very often. No, they often, do not. Uh, un- unfortunately, he had that, uh, what do you have, 12 strikeouts? Was it against Baltimore, I believe? Yeah. And just didn't get any run support whatsoever. So we'll see if he does so against the Guardians today. But yeah, Nestor Cortez is, has been has been big for this team. And you know, I would kind of lean a little bit. I hate to do it because it's already been hit, but I would lean a little bit to the under. Uh, you know, 
Cal Quantrill got activated from the COVID list. It was going to be Kirk McCarty uh, uh, getting the start, but now it's going to be Quantrill. But if you look, Cortez has been pretty unhittable, and the Guardians have really struggled against left-handed pitching to start the season, even though they've been a little bit rec- better in terms of their record than I think we thought that they were going to be. So, uh, you know, you look at Nestor Cortez, nine and a third scoreless innings in the first two starts, 17 Ks, only six hits. The advanced metrics are really good. Uh, opponents just can't make the hard contact with that fastball cutter combo, uh, which has been near unhittable to start out 2022 Yankees though, still are struggling to get the bats going. Joey Gallo is not hit at all this oh, year. Boy. Uh, Stanton, Josh Donaldson have been lagging behind Aaron judge. Here comes the judge. All rise starting to come along a little bit, but nevertheless, a lot of guys haven't been coming with him. So it'd be under nothing for me here. In this yeah, no, no play here. I want to hit one more because 3000 hits on the line for Miguel Cabrera today. Doubleheader at Comerica, mm-hmm. Rockies and Tigers. Miguel Cabrera in the lineup in game one. He is batting third. Sansatella and Scooball, your pitching matchup for this one. Uh, Wes, uh, more than anything, after Miguel Cabrera was intentionally locked in his last at bat mm-hmm. on Thursday against the Yankees, I, I think this is the day Miggy gets 3,000. Yeah, you got to think so. Uh, going against Sensatella first game, uh, it'll be Gomber and Brisky in the second game. And another surprise, Colorado Rockies, 8-4 and four to start the season. So you're always going to get those teams in April and May that surprise and maybe one of them stick like the San Francisco Cisco Giants did last season. But a lot of them, water kind of finds the level and, and you know, they stick start to go down in the summer months. But yeah, I think Miggy's going to get that hit. It's being bad accordingly, too, because uh, money's been coming to Scooball and the Tigers here in the first game. Uh, the Tigers tweeted out earlier in the day that long lines forming at the box office for the 110 game. We might get close to a sellout there in Detroit. Been a while. Been a while. Been a while at Comerica. It may, it may end up being that for sure. When we come back, Wes, uh, by the way, two more hours of us here on Betting Across America. We're going to go to Brooklyn. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.